0: This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Hey friends, welcome to the Acting Up Podcast, a backstage pass to the life of a working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. I want to start this week off by talking about a little bit of the acting side of things that have has gone on this week. Uh, first off, um, I had an audition, which was really nice and fun to go downtown and get to see some people that I don't normally get to see on a regular basis. There's something uh, really exciting about being in the. In the waiting room I know that sounds sort of cheesy but when you're a mom and you're stuck at home a lot or you're running your kids around it is kind of like a break in the regular day to get to run down and and do that and get to go to go get to go to an audition I not to say that auditions aren't stressful and that they're not for some people and whatnot but for some reason for me especially after having kids every audition is like this breath of fresh air moment, because it means I get to focus on something else, someone else, in a, in a way, uh, on myself a little, because it's about forwarding my career. And it's something tangible, something I can actually uh, do. That's a thing I'm doing. I'm doing this for my career. So that's, there's something that feels really good about that. Uh, when When I get to when I get to do it. Um, Not to mention, I love this career. So that helps. So that was really fun. I was nice to go down and get to do that. And it also gives me a little bit of alone time in the car. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in the episode and what that looks like for me and why that's so important. So one of the other things that happened for me this week was I said no to a job. And you might be thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? You said no, like you got offered a, a job and you said no. And and, and I'm talking about an acting job, especially considering I just came off of having a baby and I just went through, you know, all, all kind of what you might think of as downtime from this career. Um, I mean, not totally. It's not like I'm not auditioning for voiceover and stuff at home, but this was like going to the theater, you know, and, and type of job. I'm going to tell you why I turned it down and I'm going to explain my thinking and my reasons behind it not my rationale because i don't think i have to rationalize saying no to something but i think it's important to talk about these things because it can feel like oh my gosh somebody wants me somebody wants to hire me i need to say yes to this this is this is my avenue and when you think about it it's like i could get to go to rehearsals and i could get to learn lines and i could work on a show and that feels so great and in this case it was actually for an equity house i've never worked at so All of those things on paper seem like a great opportunity. And I have to be honest, this was, I felt really good about my audition. So I know it was an exciting, it was an exciting thing to get this offer. Now, here is the caveat. This offer came as an understudy offer. Again, nothing wrong with that. I have understudied many shows. And I think it's absolutely noble work. Uh, the last show that I understudied, I ended up going on for five performances. The one before that, I went on for two performances. So I, it's not like it doesn't come with its own challenges and its interests and whatever. I think understudying is an incredibly uh, intense and difficult and noble thing to do. There's nothing wrong with it. Here's the thing, though. I've, I've done my share of understudying. And my gut was saying to me with a new baby in the house and with Jackson and everything he's struggling with right now and our money situation it wasn't the right fit for me right now and weirdly enough what they offered as far as the understudy role went wasn't the role that I had auditioned for initially and there's nothing wrong with that sometimes you know casting sees you in a different way and that's amazing and that's exciting but I I I was hmm I don't even know how to put it like for some reason it just didn't it didn't feel like the right fit for me all around uh, I really would love to work with this particular director but when you're understudying all you're doing is observing a couple of rehearsals you're not really I mean not just a couple of rehearsals you can go to as many as you want but you're required to be at the ones where your character you're understudying is in but all of those pieces involved on top of what the pay would be didn't meet out for me time-wise and in work-wise. At this point in my life and where I am and with my history of working in theater and with my recent history of understudying some pretty major shows, it just didn't feel like the right fit for me. And so I turned them down. And I have to be honest, I was nervous because I'm with a brand new agent and, you know, it's very exciting to get get an offer at all. And, you know, I, I could have turned it down and my agent might have not been happy about it but luckily for me Casey's freaking amazing and she said she totally supported my you know my decision and said she would 100% be behind me and that felt incredible thank you Casey for having my back and getting it and I just I wanted to say that I felt kind of awkward about it for you know a little bit not very long actually I mean I hemmed and hawed about the decision but somebody once said the, and I I really wish I could give the correct uh the, the proper credit to the right person who said this. They said that if something is not a hell yes, it's a hell no and they were talking I believe specifically about uh you know a job or a you know getting an agent or whatever and you're always looking for that hell yes situation because if it's a hell no you're sitting around regretting it and wondering what you could have been doing otherwise. And maybe there's nothing. Maybe this whole time is going to go by that I would have been working on this show and getting to be a part of this experience because it's a really amazing play and feeling like, oh man, do I regret that? Or maybe I'll be feeling like I made the right decision because something else is coming along that's actually for me. So I, yeah, I I definitely hemmed and hawed about the decision, talked it over with John, and In the end, I really thought about it, and I I sought some uh, advice from a casting director friend of mine and asked her, and she gave me her opinion on the whole thing, and in the end, I just, I really, I feel really strong about the decision that I made. It was not the right fit for me, and somebody else is getting that opportunity who probably really, really wanted it, and that's exactly who it should go to. So very exciting to get the offer, and super grateful for it, and certainly I'm not telling the universe not to get to send those out again but just for me in that moment it wasn't the right fit so there was that in the other evolving world uh we're still jackson's still wearing those button-down shirts he seems to be working pretty well although we had an, an incident where he <laughs> he apparently had, had had gone to the bathroom in his diaper and he was trying to get out of the clothes by pulling the like the pants legs up and trying to pull his arms out of the shirt, which is just funny. But the good thing is that he had the right instinct on that, right? So he really knew like, okay, I need to take my clothes off so that I can go to the bathroom. Uh, so we may be inching ourselves closer to the possibility of getting rid of this diaper, maybe figuring out how to teach him and navigate this nighttime routine, we're trying to give him the language to tell us that he has to go to the bathroom versus that he's already gone to the bathroom you know so that he gets the right attention and that we can give him the right stuff so that we can eventually fingers crossed move away from the nighttime diaper that's the hope the door is working out pretty well right now so i mean fingers crossed jordan is crawling he is loving getting to do that and standing up and all of his work in pt has just been going great so like generally it's going it's going okay poor kid is Jordan is uh cutting four teeth at one time so that poor kid is he's going through a lot but I think they've all finally broken through the gums so hopefully the pain is minimal now Other things I wanted to talk about are uh, the collaboration idea. So last week I had John on the podcast and I had him as a guest and it was something that I really enjoyed doing and didn't even realize that that would be something I'd enjoy. John and I do podcasts together uh, and we are both the co-hosts, but it's different being the host and having someone on as a guest and interviewing them and asking them questions. And I found that I really enjoyed it and I was kind of surprised by that. It It doesn't naturally come to me, but for whatever reason, it seemed to foster some good conversation. So I may, I say may, actually try to do that again in the future, especially from some people that you may hear from in the future on this podcast. So uh, as far as some ideas, I'm going to start a new to bring us into our episode topic today, which is self-care. I want to talk about self-care because i think it's super important and something that we don't do enough of i don't do enough of it i am the 100 fall down on my face don't do enough self-care and i know it's sort of like this tired topic like who needs to talk about this you can google it you can pinterest it whatever that's everywhere but truthfully i don't think that we talk about it in the reality of self-care of what you can do when you have five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, literally that's all you have because maybe the baby's asleep and maybe it's right before you have to get the baby up because you gotta go get the kid and take him to therapy. Or when you're at therapy waiting For the kid to be done or when you're running from one thing to the next or when you're in the car and you're driving how can you self-care when you're driving so that's something I want to talk about all of those pieces and to sort of lead us in there I want to highlight and give a shout out to my friend Jen Zanotti so Jen you may if you listened to the me on the Patty Vesquez show on WGN radio Jen was the Monday motivational person, and she was also there talking about uh, how to stop apologizing, and she was giving sort of her overview on that, and it was it was great. And Jen and I connected very, it like it well. We realized we had a lot in common. We had a lot of uh, area people that we knew in common. It was just this kind of like we were meant to meet in one of those amazing ways, and so I was super excited about that. And the the cool thing is that. Jen has a, a business where she works with people with Reiki and lots of good self-care and helping people feel good about themselves. And she does jujitsu, and she's just this overall amazing person who's worked her in her world to build other women up and other people up, specifically women though. And it's kind of incredible. So I asked her for some pro tips on what what she would do in a given in a situation that you only have like ten or fifteen minutes in a day. How, how do we self-care? And this is what Jen sent me and told me. So these are Gen Z's self-care tips. Plan it. So organization being the key to everything, to get everything done. So we schedule everything, so now we need to schedule the time for you. And even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes a day, when you're consistent, that adds up to a lot of extra time per week. She says, use it, don't waste it. So here are a couple of ideas for that. So for the mind, journal. Take a few minutes to write your thoughts, goals and emotions and this is a great physical act to release everything in your mind to paper and let go of what thoughts and stresses no longer serve you. And then for the body, do a quick home workout, foam rolling, stretching, squats, push-ups, mobility, yoga, body weight movements, anything that's quick and effective. Even go outside for a walk, get some sunshine and move. For the soul breathe, meditate. When you take some time for you or in times of stress, be sure to breathe. It's important to stop and take some deep breaths to ground yourself. Uh, She says she loves to listen to a quick guided meditation to bring some clarity, energy, and focus. And there are a ton of great uh, guided meditations, quick ones that you can find on YouTube. And there are also a bunch of different mindfulness apps. So those are some awesome ideas from Gen Z. And I highly recommend that you follow Jen. She just started a really cool YouTube uh, Monday motivation. So every Monday she sort of picks a quote that she likes and then she expands upon it. And I love these little videos that she's doing. They're really super awesome. Uh, You can find that YouTube if you look up uh, Living Life with Gen Z on YouTube. And obviously, you know, I got to promote my girls Podcast. She's. You can. If you just Google WGN Radio podcast, getting Zen with Gen Z, you can find it. But if you are on the podcast app on iTunes, or if you're uh, on Google Play, or any of those other podcast uh, options, you can find her. So it's getting Zen with Gen Z, and obviously she has Instagram, which is JZ Beauty and the Beast, and her Facebook page, which is the Gen Gen Z. Facebook page you can probably find her there and I believe she also has a website Jen Zanotti and that is spelled jenzanott com. so go find my girl Jen she has some amazing ideas and great videos and, and her podcast is just the bomb I love her and she has some great tips for everybody so I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that Jen talked about and also how I have up to this point navigated self-care because I'm notorious for saying I need to self-care and then not doing it and a lot of my humor that I talk about on Instagram and on my Facebook and if you ever see my stories or any of that is a lot of like (laughs) my joking being self-care is like oh I went to the bathroom today alone like that's self-care or I made my coffee and got to drink it today that being self-care and that's like not it's not okay because that's not really self-care that's like self-preservation well coffee is self-preservation and let's be honest we don't want our bladders to explode so we definitely should go to the bathroom so these things we really I mean that's just that's not sadly that's reality but that's not a that's not a good sense of self-care and let's be honest I'm not sleeping enough I'm definitely not working out enough I'm not giving myself those pieces that I need to really hone in on my self-care. I'm certainly not journaling, Jen. I wish I were, but I'm not. So I want to talk about ways that I can improve. So I have all of you as my accountability partners here. And then also what I've done thus far so that I'm actually still breathing and living my life and able to podcast for all of you and what I've been doing in order to do that. So let's go back. So I used to meditate. I don't anymore. It actually is a weird thing. I was meditating to fall asleep at night because I've always had trouble sleeping, falling asleep, staying asleep, all of that. It's been uh, an ongoing issue for me since I was a child and I've tried to figure out all different ways to do that. But also when you have a baby, you have to be on high alert. When you have a child with special needs, you're always on high alert. So my ear is always sort of attuned, you're always sort of a little bit awake and that's my life. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to get some sleep. So for a long time what I was doing growing up I used to listen to the television to fall asleep and that is not ideal for so many reasons Uh, and when I started dating John he would put up with it but unfortunately would keep him awake and so I had to learn how to turn off the television and have something else help me fall asleep because if I'm left alone with my thoughts they're intrusive and they're upsetting and I can't sleep because my brain just goes a million miles an hour. So I had to come up with some some other option. And so somebody had recommended – I still listen to music to fall asleep, all these things. So somebody had recommended I use a, a meditation app to fall asleep. And they actually have guided meditation for sleep. And I thought, this is great. So for years, I've been doing a, a guided meditation to fall asleep. And usually, because my body got so used to it, I would turn it on. And within five minutes, I would be asleep, which is incredible. So – That was what I was doing. Well, at some point during my pregnancy this time around, I used the meditation app to fall asleep like I always did and I had a nightmare and it was terrifying. I – to this – honestly, I don't know that I can remember exactly what the nightmare was. I just remember the feeling of waking up and being absolutely gut-wrenchingly terrified and the app was still going like that was still playing which means it happened early enough in the falling asleep process, but it was terrifying enough that that's what I heard. So then the next time I tried a different meditation app, a different sound thing, whatever, and I had another nightmare, and I thought, this isn't working. Something about this is triggering something in my sleep pattern, and it's making me have these nightmares, and I can't do this anymore. And I didn't know what to do. I I was sort of stuck, and I thought, how do I – do this because I have to sleep. Like, I have to sleep. I don't have a lot of opportunity. I'm not going to have a lot of opportunity when this baby comes. What do I do? So I ended up, I listened to, uh, I, I have a lot of audiobooks on my phone because I listen to them in the car. I'll come back to that. And I turned on a, uh, one of the books that I had already heard. And I set the timer for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. There's a sleep timer you can set. So I did that on the Audible app. And Lo and behold, I was able to fall asleep. I didn't have any nightmares. And I actually – because it's a book I've listened to before and enjoyed, it was – it lulled me to sleep very nicely. And I literally listened to the same book for six months of my sleep cycles to go to sleep while I was pregnant and after. And then I found a different book and I switched off. So I started – so now I have three different books that I cycle between and that is how I go to sleep at night is I listen to one of these books and it sounds crazy but it, I'm able to fall asleep and even if it's not for a very long time because the babies wake up or whatever, I still can sleep for a short amount of time, at least some amount of time rather than staying up and just spiraling out of control with my thoughts and my thinking and my worries and all that kind of nonsense. So that's one of my self-care tips is if one doesn't work for you, find something else that does. And this was, some, this was my problem solving and it, it seems to be working for now. Is it ideal? Heck no, people. Like it would be so much better if I could just, you know, breathe and fall asleep. But I can't and it's not what's happening right now. So at least I'm getting some sleep. So that is how I am keeping it real and that is how I am doing that right now. Let me talk about the car thing. There are times when I – and I have a car and I'm totally privileged to have it. I come from the suburbs and when I drive in to go to auditions, uh, a lot of times, you know, when you're in the car or whatever, you know, it can be a very stressful thing. Well, I learned a long time ago that if I set myself up for success, I can also use it as a time to give myself some self-care. So – What I do is I will set up what I'm going to listen to on the way down and on the way back. Now, sometimes on the way down, I'm still running lines and I've, you know, recorded those lines and so I'll listen to that. But when I'm not doing that or if I don't have to do that or if I'm in a situation where that's not the issue, I will put on something that fits whatever it is that I need at that moment. So if I need a funny podcast or a funny book, I'll put that on. If I need something that's going to make me feel a little bit more, uh, you know, I need something to help enlighten me, I'll put on a podcast that has more motivation in it or something that has more self-reflection in it. And that's what I will do. And because my trip downtown is usually – it's a 26-mile a car ride sometimes it goes quickly sometimes it doesn't I have at least a half an hour in the car sometimes longer so I will make sure that I have enough material to get me in traffic or whatever I learn a lot when I'm when I'm uh, in my car and lots of times I think to myself well I could use this time to make this phone call or call this person back and honestly it's Sometimes the only time that I have alone, I mean truly, truly alone because when I'm in the house, the baby's there, John's there, the kids are there, whatever, this is my like fully alone time and I kind of find that to be sacred because even in the bathroom, you're not really alone, let's be honest. So I use that as my, seriously, my sacred alone time and if I have, if I can swing it, sometimes I will... I'll get there early or whatever and I will park and I will sit down and that's when I'll do some work or I'll shoot a video or I'll write a post or I'll do something, something that's just about me or I'll sing some music or do something that gives me that joy that is that nobody else is around for because sometimes my car is my only, only sanctuary and right now that's kind of what it is. So I make that my my focus to help with my self-care moments. Other things. So let's be honest. I love a bath, but I hate cleaning the bathtub. So I don't take baths very often because I don't want to clean the bathtub. I'm just being real with you. Uh, Showers are less gross. And I'm not saying that I don't clean my bathtub. I just don't clean it as often as I would like to clean it. If I had a little bit extra money on the regular, I would immediately and without question and without anything else, I would hire somebody to clean my house. I'm not kidding. That would be the ultimate self-care. And as soon as I start making a little bit more money, that is where my money is going. Uh, I remember somebody asking this question if you could hire you, if you could hire like a driver, a stylist, a chef, or a cleaner which would you hire and it is hands down 100% I mean I would I would eat raw carrots and celery cuz y'all know I don't cook for the rest of my life well not you know or whatever uh to to have somebody come clean my home because to me that is the ultimate thing that I need so yeah so that's that's my self care when I finally have money <laughs> thing that I'm going to do because I need that Let's talk a little bit about working out. If you've been around for a while, you know that I used to have an at-home business and I used to work out pretty regularly six, five to six days a week. And I was pretty on top of that. And since getting pregnant, and even though I did some workouts while I was pregnant, did not really keep up with that. It's been very, very hard. And it's I've been missing it. Also, because with nursing, it means my, and now pumping, so I'm pumping a couple of times a day, my time is so truncated. So sometimes I can fit in like a 10-minute yoga that I'll do, 10 to 15-minute yoga, um, which feels really great when I get to do it, but it isn't consistent enough. And I love at-home workouts because they're convenient and they're cheaper and, you know, you can kind of throw on an, on a YouTube or if you have, you know, if you've paid money for some sort of a, an app or whatever, you can do that. It, I I would much prefer that, but I'll be honest, uh, at this point in my life, I actually need the motivation of of kicking myself in the butt and going to a gym of some kind. Now, not just any gym. I can't just walk into a gym that has like a bunch of weights and stuff and think that I'm going to do a workout. I I was never really able to do that. I need a class. I need somewhere that someone's going to tell me what to do so that I can do it. If you tell me what to do, I will do it, but I need something that's going to push me there. So I am considering joining a uh, a gym and there that also, of course, costs money. But I feel like I need it. I feel like I need to get myself back into my body again. This is not for weight loss. This is not for any of that. This is for my own personal strength. This is for my own sanity because I don't feel like I'm being my best self because I don't feel this – the empowerment and the strength that I used to have you know all my all I'm doing right now is lifting the baby and maybe doing push-ups every once in a while when I'm you know or getting 10 minutes of yoga and which just isn't enough for me so I I am looking into doing that a few days a week so I'll keep you updated if I decide to do it and where I go journaling so let's talk a little bit about that I used to journal I used to write my goals down every day and I think that that's something I'd like to get back to I'm going to try to implement more goal writing because and not in a not in a I will do this thing kind of way but more of a how do I want to feel like what do I want my day to look like maybe more setting intention is a better way to put it because there are a lot of things that I used to write goals down about that I can't affect the change the only thing I can do is do my best work Everything else is not up to me. I'm not casting the show. I'm not, ca- I'm not directing. I'm not the one that makes those decisions. All I can do is if I get the sides, for example, I can look them over. I can, you know, do my best work. So that's what I need to put my intentions down as. Well, I'm going to take a class this semester or, you know, by the end of the year, I'm going to, uh, you know, get new headshots or whatever it is that I need to level up my game that I can control because a lot of what I used to write in goals was stuff I couldn't control and it actually was anxiety-inducing and I don't recommend it. Having a kid with special needs really shows you very quickly what you can and can't control. And lots of times you overcompensate in the places that you can control. I'll give you a great example of that most recently. So I didn't realize that Jackson – technically has the ability to go to the bathroom by himself. He doesn't really need me anymore. But I'm there because lots of times when I'm with him, let's say if we're like at therapy, you know, I can't really send him, you know, I'm there. I'm there with Jordan. So the, you know, the therapist will watch Jordan and I'll run into the bathroom with Jackson and especially because we're still working on this pooping thing and making sure that he's going. But if I didn't or I wasn't there, He knows what to do. He goes in, he closes the door, he takes pants out. Like he could do the whole thing himself. And I probably should let him one of these days for independence reasons, you know. And yes, if he doesn't poop that time, fine. Okay, he'll do it the next time. But just to give him that autonomy a little bit, I really should be releasing that control a little and letting him do that. I'm not used to that. I'm used to being hyper vigilant about him, about all the things that he needs to do and when and all that stuff and I forget sometimes that he is six he's going to be seven this year and there are things that he can do and I need to remember that so my own mom self-care like self-care as far as like what I could do for myself is remembering that as he gets older and he learns more I can relinquish some of that control and he can take over some of that responsibility and weirdly enough that actually it's helpful. It's helpful to go back and remember the things that he couldn't do a year ago that he does without even thinking now. Look where we were a few months ago where he wasn't even pooping on the toilet, and now he poops all the time on the toilet without any question. It's kind of amazing. These leaps become these huge big deal for for us, but then we kind of forget that they've happened. So for those of you listening who have kids who are going through their own thing, I'm not saying that they're all going to do the things that my kid's doing, but when they make those leaps, if you look back on those moments, this is actually a really, actually kind of a self-reflective self-care thing you can do. Look back on those moments when you were eight months ago, a year ago, two years ago, and you think to yourself, he's never going to do X, Y, Z, and then boom, all of a sudden you see your child that has made strides in some way, whatever it is, oh my goodness, like that's a huge boost for your confidence and yeah sure if you're going to play the comparison game you're going to think to yourself oh well it took him two years to do something that it took this kid two months to do but don't do that because look at where your kid is at this moment at this moment in time at this second we're compared to where they were they're only they're only litmus is themselves you know not anyone else so that's a big huge thing for me to remember because it sucks when you start looking around and thinking, oh, my gosh, everybody's eclipsing my kid and lapping him, you know, while he's over here. They're like miles ahead of him. But you know what? At least my kid's running the race. You know, he's there and he's doing it. So I, I have to remember those things. And it's hard, man. The day-to-day is hard. But – When I remember back to those things, it actually does give me a boost. So one of my big things that I would say, um, I used to do this, is I would sit down and journaling is I would write down three good things that happened that day. This was kind of like a, this was trying to help me get out of what I didn't know was actual depression at the time. But uh, it helped because the, the cycle of depression kind of waned. But this helped me have to focus on the good. So I would write down like three good things that happened. And one of them that I would write down, like I remember the very first day, it was so like this was a good green apple. Most of them have been terrible, but this particular one was really good. And that was like my good thing for the day because I couldn't find anything else. So if I focused on finding three good things that I could talk about or write about a day, it made a huge difference. And that just started to build on itself and then I found myself looking for the good things in the day, even if there were only three, at least there were three good things I could talk about and that made a huge difference. That was a wonderful exercise and it absolutely changed my life when I did it. So I highly recommend that piece. So I, th- I mean, man, I could talk about uh, self-care for quite some time, but I think maybe I'll save some of the, the rest of that conversation. Maybe I will uh, bring... friend on to talk with us at some point and and we'll delve deeper into that especially if this is something that helped you I don't know but it's just been all for me like I said I need you all for my accountability if you haven't already please subscribe to this podcast and please tell your friends about it and share it with you know them so that they can find it and hear it if you haven't rated and reviewed us I'd love it for you to do that because then it pops us up on the stuff so that people hear us the ones that are supposed to hear us will hear us and why i say supposed to i mean somebody will find us that is looking for exactly this you can find me on instagram and on facebook at ali real to real that's a-l-i-r-e-a-l-t-o-r-e-e-l and uh, you can find this podcast at com or anywhere you get your podcasts itunes google play spotify Stitcher, (laughs) all the fun places. I would love it if you would share with me what you do for self-care, especially if you can tell me something that you do that's like – a snippet of time, like a short amount of time, because I think that those little bite-sized moments are really what we're craving, because who has the time and the money and the ability to be like, I'm going to go get a mani-pedi for an hour. I don't have that time. I would love that time. I don't have that time right now. So let's figure out how we can collaborate and come up with some great ideas that we can all do and come up with like a a good list that maybe we can share with with each other uh and you can just post that maybe on my Instagram or on my Facebook and maybe we can come up with a with a with a list for everybody which would be kind of fun and okay I think that is it I just want to say thanks again to Gen Z and you know just remember we're going to take it one day at a time one minute at a time sometimes one second at a time just hang in there friends we're all in this together